Town. Okay. Silent Night. Silent Night. What was? What, oh, Angels. Where's Angels? What number? There we go. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Oh, I got it. Okay.
Yeah. 
phone call Our finest gifts we bring for the phone call
So this is Katie. Katie, uh, I did this to you in the first service and really flopped you, but you did great. You like her like were completely unprepared, and you still said what was actually true in your heart. So I'll ask you the same question. This song is obviously talking about that first birth. How do you relate to that? How did that song affect you and, and cause you to want to sing that? Um, for a while, I, I've always been touched at Christmas by um, Mary's perspective um, and just seeing the story through her eyes and what it must have felt like um, from her side. Yeah, that's great. So you'll get a chance to participate now tonight as well. First of all, I want to just check, uh, does anybody have socks as good as these on tonight? Yeah, anybody? All right. All right. Nice. There's a pair of socks on the front row. Anybody else? You know, it's just something to have a lot of fun. And I like the fact that we're, like, really wanting to celebrate and be a part of things. And one of the things you can remember is that you'll always cultivate what you celebrate. And we're celebrating the birth of Jesus. Now, that was 2,000 years ago. And yet it still is a big deal that that arrival happened in history. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to sing some songs together. We're going to pass the candle light at the very end. It's a blast. So why don't we all stand together, and we're going to sing these songs, sing them through. And several of these you'll know. If you don't know one, that's fine. You can kind of listen to the person. If the person next to you isn't that very good of a singer, which wouldn't be Caitlin, because Caitlin's a great singer. But if they're, if they're not a very good singer, then come up with a strategy. No, I'm only kidding. No, no, I'm only kidding. Sing out. Help them to sing, and we're going to sing these together. Here we go. Joy to the world. Joy to the world, the Lord is come and receive her King. Let every heart prepare him room, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing. favorite love on the, this is Caitlin Love, so the song's about her. Just kidding. Here we go. Go tell it. We've got a chance to proclaim. Here we go. Go tell it on the mountains, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. While shepherds kept their watching for silent flocks by night. Behold, throughout the heavens, there shone a holy light. Go tell it on the mountains, over the hills and everywhere. 
shepherds feared and trembled when low above the earth rang out the angel chorus that hailed our Savior's birth. Go tell it on the mountains, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountains that Jesus Christ is Sing about those angels that were in the sky. I think you might be. Impossible. Pick a key. What what key would you prefer to sing this in? Of L flat. L flat. We'd prefer L flat. Someone messed with my music. Go. Oh, someone messed with the music. That's that's happened to me. Yeah, no question. Gotta love live music. Yeah. No, you. Deb, what do you got? <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> it's a long day. It is definitely. We're gonna come and worship. Angels from the realms of glory ring in higher o'er the earth. He who sang creation's story now proclaim Messiah's birth. Come and worship, come and worship, worship Christ the newborn King. Shepherds in the Come and worship, worship Christ the newborn King. All creation joined in praising God the Father, Spirit, Son. Evermore your voice is raising to the eternal three in one. Come and worship, come and worship, worship Christ the sing the Gloria like the angels sing, and uh, yeah, that sounds like it. That's awesome. Way to go. Here we go. Angels we have heard on high, sweetly singing o'er the plains, and the mountains in reply, echoing their joy. Chelsea's dead. 
Shepherds, why this jubilee? Why your joyous strains prolong? Say what may the tidings be which inspire your heavenly song. wasn't it? Now, you got a good chance to sing, but now one thing you've got to do when you come to church is you've got to read some scripture. You've got to find out some Bible stories. How many of you remember when Linus read the famous in the Charlie Brown Christmas and he was holding his little blanket and everything? This is what I think of every time when I hear this passage. We're going to read together Luke 2, 1 through 14. It's the, pretty much uh, the big part of the story. And this is in the King James. It's exactly what the family's going to come up and read in a couple minutes that will be in a different translation. But this is the one that was done in 1600, 1611. And we're going to read this now together, so you help me. Here we go. came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. This taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, into the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. You can say great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. You can say sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. 
And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's the story. That's what we were just singing about. And I hope that's what you think of when you consider Christmas. And we're going to actually think about that a little bit more because you have to say in that story, what did it look like to be there that night? What did Christmas look like? It's something worth considering for back then and for now. Let me pray for you. Thank you, Lord. It's great to be together. We have such a great time when we all gather from so many places, even from around the world, but for sure from many places around the country. And we come, we come with family, maybe that we haven't seen in a long time, or with friends, and we celebrate the birth, your arrival, your advent, the uh, time when you gave us more information about God than any other time in history. You lived like us, and you displayed for us who God was, what his plan was for us, and what his heart was for us. Thank you for that. We worship you. We celebrate with the angels, with the shepherds, with the wise men who come later in the story, and we gather together in that way, and we do that in Jesus' name. Amen. So now I'm going to let you sit down, but before you do that, Turn around and find somebody that you don't know. Say hello. Maybe walk around a little bit. Give your family a hug. Greet them. Yeah, we have a couple of songs, right? Don't no. we? No, do you guys go down? Yeah, so you stay, you just stay up here. All right, very good. You're done and I'm not. Um, excellent. Here's just a couple things so that you can kind of know what's going on. First of all, there's a bulletin. How many of you got one of those? Kind of wave it around a little bit. Yeah, okay, good. So we had enough to, to give away, which was great. That was the plan. Uh, when we were doing all of the vacation, is probably my fault. How many of you have been married, men have been married for a while? Men married a while? Whose fault is it? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, because you already had your hand up, which made it easier for me. Um, this was probably my communication issue, but on the back page, it actually invites you to our service that will happen next week on the 30th of December, and it says January the 6th, where we gather together in here, and we have a time where we tell stories and we celebrate things from the year that God did in our lives, and we talk about that. It's a great time, and then we'll have a, a um, potluck afterwards, and you're welcome to come and join in on that. We'd love to have you come and join us if that's something that sounds good. But there's some other details in there. You can also find out how to communicate with people here in the church. Our pastor, Jim Howard, who's coming in a little bit to speak to us, he'd love to have a coffee with you. I'm Mark Hill. I'm the assistant pastor. I would love to do that. Or if you have kiddos, Julie Andrews is on our staff. She would love to meet with you and talk to you about our children's ministry, any of those things. So just feel welcome and know that that's there. Also, I want to tell you about our offering that we're going to collect in a little bit because we're really excited that we get to do this. God blesses our church through the course of the year with uh, an amazing amount of gifting. 
And so we're so happy to have that. And because of that, we can actually, in this service and the service that happened last hour, where there was, again, a packed room, we can take every single dime of that offering when we collect it, and we can use it to bless people in our community. We have a committee of people that don't just pass out handouts, but actually get involved in the lives with people and help them navigate sometimes very, very difficult circumstances, mental health issues or physical health issues or homelessness or all kinds of things. And to accomplish some of that ministry, we use the funds to bless those folks. And so every dime that you will give tonight actually will go to that process. And I promise you, our committee will use it very wisely, just so you know that that's going on. And last, but certainly not least, I want to tell you about these. Um, How many of you have been to a candle lighting service before? Oh, good. The vast majority of you. That's great. And I think even people, I see some people who have joined us now that are sitting over in the other room. You will be getting these passed to you by ushers. They will actually come along and pass them to you. Also, the people in the narthex, which is that area behind the glass right there. In here, if you reach down in the center aisle, and on this this aisle here, and on this aisle here, there's actually a brown box that has these candles. So what we'll do when we get close to that time near the end of the service is have you pass those. Just pick up the box, pass it down the aisle, everybody take one. It takes a couple of minutes. Then save the box down at that end, and when we're all done, done at the end of the night, pass the box back down and put the candles back in there. Here's the other thing that you can know. Uh, We had somebody several years ago that actually got caught on fire by this. Now, as you can imagine, this now becomes a cautionary tale. I don't want that to happen tonight. So here's the best way to have that happen. Actually, the greatest risk is if this candle is up out of that cup and you blow on it when it's lit, the hot wax will blow on the person in front of you. You don't want to do that. I promise you. Who knows what will happen, right? I mean, that could get really ugly fast. So here's what you do. If your candle is already lit, you've lit from somebody else. So let's pretend Katie's is lit. And then I come in on the side. She's holding her straight up and down. Then I light, and now I'm ready to pass to the next person, and they come in. And then you can slide up this little cup, and that keeps, if you're moving it up here or you're, you're breathing or singing, you won't blow the candle out, and you won't blow that hot wax all over the person in front of you. So that's now that you know the whole routine, that will make life a lot easier because I don't want to spoil the mood at the end of the night. That's for sure. Now, here's what we're going to do do. And celebration with the candles. It's hard to kind of see this one. It's kind of melting, isn't it? We'll do this so that maybe that gets in a a little bit more light out there. We have the four candles. How many of you celebrate with the candles for Advent? Oh, there's a number more in this service than in the first service. So they represent faith, hope, peace, joy. Often that's the four things. Sometimes there's a couple other things. And then the center candle is the Christ candle, which we're celebrating tonight because of the advent. So I'm going to invite the Kugler family up, and I'm going to have them introduce themselves. And then we're going to have, as I mentioned before, the exact same passage that we all read together, we're going to hear it in a little different translation. It's still in English, if you're worried about that. It'll still be in English, but go ahead and introduce your family, Johanna. Sure. I'm Johanna Kugler. This is my husband, Matt. Lilia, Lars, and Kenneth. (laughs) Go, girl. 
You got this. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married with him, to him, and was expecting a child. While there were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Christ, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men who will his favor rest. Excellent. Woo! Way to go. Who's going to light that candle then, that last candle there? Who's going to light that? Excellent. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> we should have had Lilia do it. Or Kenneth. Yeah? Mission accomplished. All right. Very good. Excellent. Good job. That was great reading. Okay, we're going to now ask the ushers. I mentioned that offering in just a few minutes ago. Uh, we're going to have the ushers come. They'll pass bags through the crowd. And we're going to sing just a few more songs before our pastor comes and uh, shows you he's got some great illustrations and some wonderful things. Thinking about what does Christmas look like? We're going to ask that question again. But uh, we're going to pass these through, and that will also happen in the other rooms. To give you that opportunity, please don't feel like this is something you owe. It's just if you'd like to participate, we would love to have you be a part of that story.
Now we're going to ask the question, what child is this? grateful to gather here. We sing these songs 
we talk from the perspective of the shepherds and we see the angels and we consider what child is this and uh, the answer is this is Christ the Lord do we see that do we uh, when we think of what Christmas looks like is that it It's sure worth our consideration tonight. Thank you for helping us to gather here in this one and only, this will never happen again with this exact assembly of people. And that's such a gift. We enjoy it together tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so here's what's going to happen right now. We're going to have a a time of some video where we asked the kids in our children's ministry here at Dillon Community Church, what does Christmas look like? Now, you might come up with some obvious answers. You'll notice a couple of themes here that they came up with, but there's also a couple that you'll go, huh? Okay, let's see that. Let's watch that video. What does Christmas look like? Snow and green and red. Snowy. Really snowy. People dressed up as Santa. It looks like fun. Red and green and lots of decorations. White. (laughs) Uh, A lot of smiles. Here there's always snow on the ground. A lot of people um, at the stores shopping for Christmas presents. Um, snow and lots of trash everywhere. Christmas! Oh, look like a chimney, presents, a tree, and ornaments. Um, snowy! Yeah, snowy. Oh, it looks, it looks, it looks like Christmassy stuff. Like, yeah, Jesus died on the cross, and when you got outside, it looks so smelly. Like, when I'm out in my backyard, it's, my world broke, it's, it's snowy all around the bushes. Can I have a creek that I have? I think it's really smelly. Ultimate centuries. like giving and showing what you what what you give to God and showing how his birthday is really important to everyone
It looks awesome for skiing. Every Advent, we invite our children into the experience and the process. And so um, we often let the children drive uh, Advent. And uh, other people other than me pick the theme. I just talk about what they tell me to talk about. And so this year it was on the five senses, which was a very enjoyable time. We've just had a great time asking, what does Christmas smell, smell like, feel like? look like, all of that. So we work through the senses, uh, the five senses, and so tonight we're asking the question, what does Christmas look like? And one of the things that we discovered through this journey is that God gave us senses for a reason. Our senses are there for to help us understand who God is. And that's very different when you look at the ancient religions of the world um, outside of Israel and Christianity. They did not rely on the senses, especially they didn't rely on like sound or sight, things like that. Um, we believe as Christians that the gods were not real. As the Bible says, they didn't have eyes to see, ears to hear, tongues to speak, things like that. And so the ancient religions never looked for the senses to help them figure out truth. They guessed. If you look at the ancient divination practices, trying to discern what the gods thought in the ancient world, they guessed. And so that's why in Israel's history, Paul says that the law was holy, good, right, perfect, because our God spoke. He spoke. And so we, could, we didn't have to guess. We could just simply talk and ask questions. So God communicates to us through these senses, and they play a very big role in how we understand God. When you go out, and many of you have told me this, when you got into the creation, skiing, hiking, whatever you're doing, all of your senses are engaged. And up here in Summit County, we have a lot of people that love the time. They go out and they enjoy the time alone out in the, sense, out in the, out in the uh, creation just for that benefit, that purpose to experience it. So the senses actually play a very big role in discerning and understanding who God is. So we ask the question tonight, what does is, what is Christmas look like? Let me give you just a couple of pictures. Um, one is... God, by the way, is very interested in the whole visual thing. Remember the story of Moses? He's walking through the desert, and he kind of glances over, and he sees a bush that's on fire. It's burning. But it's not burning up. And that caused him to walk over and say, what's going on? God used a burning bush, something visual, to get Moses' attention. Or you look at um, their wandering through the desert for 40 years. Remember you had the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire. It led them every step of the way and it communicated to them that they were not alone, that God was very present with them. So when that pillar of fire or smoke, when it came down, that's where they settled until it raised again. So they're very conscious with a visual picture that God was with them. 
Or the temple, the tabernacle too, for that matter. But the temple in 1 Kings 8 and 2 Chronicles, when they dedicated the temple, when they sacrificed all the animals, the temple, the glory of God came and filled the temple. And that's a big theme throughout Scripture. The glory of God came and filled the temple. And it was so powerful that the priests couldn't even enter into the temple because it was so obvious and visual. They couldn't even walk through the doors. God is very interested in visual things. By the way, um, one of the stories is that Israel eventually sinned against the Lord so much that he kicked them out of the land, sent them into exile. And all the prophets said that was because of their sin. So then a number of years later, they came back into the land, but the glory never returned to the temple. That visual presence never returned to the temple. They knew that they were still in exile. The prophets told them that God would no longer dwell with them because of their sin. So somehow sin had to be taken care of. And that's what happened on Christmas and Easter and everything in between the life of Christ is that he took care of it. That was Christmas was all about. So John can tell us we beheld him. We beheld his glory. The glory actually returned to the temple, but instead of a place of stones and bricks, it's a spiritual temple. It's now the church worldwide, the faithful. And how does the glory of God appear to the world? By the way we live our lives. That's how. It's not by the things that we say. It's how we live our lives. We just read the story in chapter 2 of Luke. Shepherds, Listen to the language. Suddenly, now picture this. You're out on a hillside, pitch black, stars everywhere, no artificial lights, watching the sheep. The shepherds are there, just there minding their own business. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared. That's what Christmas looks like. Great host, company of heavenly host appeared. They were terrified. That's why the angel said, don't be afraid. Can you imagine, I don't know, thousands and thousands of these angels in the glory of the Lord filling the sky, singing. They're singing glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. That's what Christmas looks like. A little bit later, they take the young Jesus after he's born into the temple. And Simeon, who had been told he would not die until he had seen the Messiah, he holds the baby, and here's what he says. Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes my eyes have seen your salvation. So unlike every other religion, our religion is not based on philosophy. It's not based on concepts. It's based on senses. We can hear, we can feel, we can see. All of that we can taste. And God designed it that way on purpose to make it easier for us to grasp who he is and to understand it. So what does Christmas look like? Mary Grace, come on up here. I want you to see what Christmas looks like. Mary Grace, how old are you? I'm 12. You're 12. Did you know that if you lived back in the first century, about now your dad would be arranging for your marriage and you would be <laughs> getting married? Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow, yeah. that's. And there's a good chance that if you were married, you might already be pregnant. 
<laughs> I need Emma Grace up here. Emma Grace Feblis. She has oxygen. Many of us have prayed a lot for this young lady. How old is she? Two and a half months. Two and a half months. This is Emma Grace. This is what Christmas looks like. Right here. A young teenager and a young baby. This is it. And it's so amazing because God had said in the Old Testament, no one can look at me and live. And yet when Jesus decided to be born... She got to look, didn't you, on his face. Go ahead, take a look at him, at her. Take a look. She got to look upon God. Do you want to know what Christmas looks like? This is it right here. That's what Christmas is all about. Does that feel absurd to you? It should. There's nothing logical about this story. No religion has this piece of it. And if any of you had been asked to design a worldwide religion, I don't think you would have done it this way. And yet this is what God chose to do. A young teenage girl who was faithful and a young baby, Jesus. God had so much confidence in his creation, he placed all of redemptive history on the shoulders of a teenage girl and a little baby. Father, thank you for giving us a picture of what Christmas looks like. It's a, Christmas, a picture that is beyond our wildest imagination. It's beyond our ability to conceive of, to even understand. It mystifies us, it stupefies us, it confuses us. It does a lot of things, but one of the things we know, it reveals your deep love for us. Thank you for that. And your son's name, Jesus, who at this point in time was just a little baby, we pray. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to um, celebrate communion together. So I'd like to go ahead and invite the ushers to come up. We're going to do the bread first. We'll take it together. So let me invite, let me invite you just to take the bread and hold it. And then we'll celebrate together. And then after that, we'll pass the cup. And we'll do that as well. So we'll come back to you in just a minute and talk about communion. Perfect. Let's sing a little while this is passing.
Christian Church has many rituals and traditions. We've been talking during Advent that a ritual or a tradition done well, to use the old King James imagery, we see through a glass darkly. It's hard to see. And a tradition done well, just for a brief moment, it becomes clear. And Christ, and what we believe in faith, becomes part of our world. That's what the sensors are for, to help us see that. And so when we celebrate communion, bread is very much filled with their senses. Some of you have smelled bread baking. You've touched it. You can see it. You can taste it. Right? And so he gave us these images for a purpose to help us grasp the reality of the faith that we believe. We as a church believe in the risen Lord Savior. On the night that he was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body. This is to help you understand what happened. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. If that is your testimony, then I invite you to join me in eating the bread. I'd like the ushers to go ahead and pass out the cup. We'll be back in a minute.
After supper, he took the cup. This cup is the blood, the new covenant in my blood. The shedding of his blood, we believe, brought about forgiveness. That's a sign of a loving God. Unlike the gods of the ancient world who terrorized people, our God said, no, no, I love you. This is a sign of a loving God right here. It's a picture It's something that uses our senses to remind us regularly that we serve a God who is true and living, alive, very well, and loves us. Do this in remembrance of me. In other words, he remembered his promise. He came back for us. And he asked us to remember him. If that is your confession, then I invite you to join me in drinking the cup. We have one more picture that we'd like to leave with you of what Christmas looks like. It has to do with candles. Mark, you want to talk a little bit? Well, sure. You remember the instructions. So we're going to pass these out. If you are in these center aisles right here or in this, this, this side of that aisle, this side of that aisle, just go ahead and pass the boxes along. And remember, if, it, if you're lit, keep it straight up. And if you're going in for a light, come in on the side. The, uh, we'll start up here in just a few moments, getting the light, and then we'll pass it. Some ushers will take it back to the other parts of the building, and we'll all just pass it on to each other in the room. It starts at the Christ camp. Let me see your candles. across the reservoir or a lake and seen the lights reflecting on the lake. Let me see. All of you, right? You notice how you see two sets of lights? You see the lights of the city and then you see the reflection on the water. We do this on purpose because we want to give you a picture of what Christmas looks like. So this symbolizes the glory of the Lord. And then as we as Christians, as we live the life that Christ has called us to live, in other words, we love people and we go out and share our lives with people. You know what? We reflect his glory. So as we begin to light the candles, you're going to see the light moving across the congregation. That's a picture of what the church is like in the world.
Let's sing Silent Night together as this is coming along. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round young virgin, mother and child, holy infant so tender and Sleep in heavenly peace. As your candle is lit, hold it up. is a picture of what Christmas looks like. When God created the world, he envisioned a people that would love him and a people that would love others. He envisioned a world where those people would, uh, would love the people around them and they would see that light. This is a picture of what Christmas looks like right here. I hope you remember it all year. As we finish... Uh, we wish you a Merry Christmas and the hope that you enjoy the peace of Christ. Father, thank you. Thank you for whatever reason. 
you would choose to use us to reflect your glory. Again, it's mystery us, surprises us, sometimes confuses us. Sometimes it doesn't even make sense to us. But once again, we're very conscious of your love for us. Thank you. We care about our friends and our neighbors. We care about our communities. And we are grateful that you do want to use us to reflect your glory. In your son's name, amen. Very good. If we can turn those lights on. Now here's what you're going to do. First of all, Merry Christmas. Yeah, very good. Here's what you do. Leave the cup up and blow down into it. Just like that. Then pass those boxes right back down, and we'll put them right back in there, and they'll be ready to go. And you all have a very merry and blessed week. It's fun, isn't it? Thank you all for coming tonight. God sent his son. They called him Jesus. He came to die. Heal and forgive. He lived and died to buy my pardon and empty grave is there to prove my Savior lives because he lives I can face tomorrow because he lives all fear is gone because I Sweet to hold a newborn baby and feel the pride and joy he gives, but greater still the calm assurance this child can face uncertain days because he Because he lives, I can face tomorrow, because he lives, all fear is gone, because I know he holds the future, and life is worth a living just because he I'll cross the river, I'll fight life's fine, no war with pain. Sing it with me, brother. And then as death gives way to victory, I'll see the lights of glory and I'll know He reigns. Because He
Life is worth the living just. Life is worth the living just because He lives. Yeah. Yeah. What? Well, you can just put it in the back.